Welcome to the Marketing Made Inclusive podcast. I am your host, Joanne Boyce. On this podcast, we're going to discuss all things inclusive marketing, from persona creation, campaigns, and even some of the mishaps we see in the media. Tune in and let me know your thoughts on how we can make inclusive marketing the industry standard. Welcome to the Marketing Made Inclusive podcast. I am your host, Joanne Boyce. Today, I wanted to talk about why this is the mission. Why is this the goal for me? And why have I dedicated my career to making marketing inclusive? Essentially, I fell in love with marketing on accident. I studied psychology and I was just so fascinated with marketing and how it can change these various things. My favorite fact, it depends on how you view it, is that Santa Claus used to be green and the power of marketing and many other things led us and everyone knowing that Santa Claus is actually red and wears red clothing. And that's just the power of marketing. I think that's such a clean example of how it can shift a whole world's narrative on something that we consider fact. So I fell in love with marketing, but I realized the industry didn't like me. I am a black woman and dealing with clients, creating campaigns, I started to notice a lot of things that were just not feeling quite right. I found myself saying the same things clients would say where, oh yeah, we're doing this or we're putting this visual behind this campaign because that's what our audience wants to see. And it felt like an excuse. It felt like the industry was using data and how it's always been to do things that aren't always good. I've always been aware of how that doing what's always been done is negative in every other aspect of life. But when I applied it to marketing, I was just like, hold on, this needs a change. One of the main things I found when I started this journey, though, was that a lot of people wanted to apply diversity and inclusion as a whole to everything, everything in the sector. They wanted to say, if you're going to do diversity and inclusion, everything needs to be diverse and inclusive. Every sector needs to adopt the same rules and the same narratives. And it just didn't, it didn't apply to marketing because the marketing, the whole point, the whole narrative is that you're targeting people interested in your product, service, whatever you're delivering. And one of the most annoying things you can hear as a freelance marketer or as someone working in a sector, when you ask a client who their target audience is, they say everyone. Their target audience is never everyone because everyone is not going to like your product. However, in very niche circumstances, let's take the UK where I'm based, for example, the NHS is a brand and a business that targets everyone because they're meant to provide healthcare for everyone. But your smaller businesses, your small to medium, your cosmetic businesses, they're not targeting everyone. But if they're not targeting everyone, then how does diversity and inclusion apply to what they're doing in their marketing? And that's where, when I found the principles from Salesforce, of inclusive marketing, I started to realize there's a difference in it. Uh, Salesforce has a great uh, mini course on inclusive marketing. I stumbled into it initially when I was working with a company to create inclusive stock photos. And I started applying these principles, but not knowing that it already existed. This was back in 2018. And as I've worked with those principles, as I've adopted and kind of started applying it to clients and worked in a practical way, 
the one key thing that rings through to clients when I talk to them about inclusive marketing is that inclusive marketing is going to have exclusion. You are going to exclude people because that is what marketing is. You are excluding people. The difference I see with inclusive marketing is that you're being intentional with that exclusion. Instead of saying, oh no, we forgot X, Y, and Z, you're either saying this is not for them and you're making a stance in that, or you're going to address it at some point and you're going to have bring it up to the company, bring it up to the product developers, bring it up to the CEO that, hey, we want to advertise to this audience, this demographic, this, this niche, whatever you want to describe it as, but our product or service doesn't actually serve them, but we think it could. This is a business case. And for me, that's the biggest differentiation between generic diversity and inclusion within a workplace, within HR, within society, to inclusive marketing. Inclusive marketing is going to have some form of exclusion. Um, and sometimes I meet people and they're like, oh, that doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel it's the, the, the. But when we're thinking about the core principles of marketing, you have a product. Let's take, for example, bread. You are a consultant. You're going into this bread company and they want to market bread. Now, bread could be eaten by majority of people, but you find that people who are wheat intolerant can't eat it. So you either differentiate and make another product for those who are wheat intolerant or can't take gluten, or you specifically say this is for the wheat lovers. And then you look at that audience, the people who love wheat, and then you represent them in every way, shape and form. Now, where I would say inclusive marketing is key in that inclusion aspect is understanding that your audience comes in so many shapes and sizes and forms and formats and tones and hair, it's just everything. Whatever market you're in, whatever industry you're in, that audience is diverse with its interest in your product, brand, or service. So, for example, there could be a bread community of individuals who love bread and they have this fond memory of a particular your particular brand of bread and how their grandparents would have used it in some traditional form. I'm reaching here. I'm making up scenarios to not specific talk about any company, but you get the idea. Or you find that your product is being used by a community in a new way that you didn't realize before. So for example, you may have designed chairs and you think the chairs that are designed by your company are just really cool. It's a really innovative, random niche design. Come to find out there's a community online who are like, these chairs are so ergonomic for amputees. You didn't even think of it. When you were designing the chair, it possibly wasn't even on your brain, but that is someone who's interested in your product. That's a community that's interested in your product that you should include in your marketing. And I'm not talking including them in the sense of, oh, it's Black History Month, it's Disability Awareness Month, it's Women's History Month, let's chuck a campaign out there. More so along the 365. Wherever you have a campaign, wherever you can change the narrative of the main character or include other characters within the visual aspect include that audience. Also include them in the strategy. So say you're getting your product out to influencers. You can go with the generic route of reaching out to influencers who have a certain type of following, or you're giving it to an agency who are saying you give them these criterias. But I see no issue in specifying to them that you want the influencers they bring to you, the influencers you're looking for to be as diverse and you want a certain amount of representation. In that aspect, being intentional with your outreach is so important. And I think a brand that is key 
in doing this and I'm going to harp on about Fenty Beauty because they really did blow the ball out the park when it comes to marketing and how they work with different types of influencers and how they make sure they have a wide range of representation. They looked at their product, looked at the influencers that were using it, reached out to a a nice diverse representation of that, made sure they tried to include as many influencers in terms of skin tone, body size, and following count, because they probably focused more on engagement, but we can talk about influencer marketing a whole other time. All of that encompassed, yes, the marketing, but also the inclusion. They aligned the two. They made sure that what their goal was within the marketing was also reflected with the inclusive aspects of the campaign of whatever they're doing. It wasn't an add-on. It wasn't just, oh, it's Black History Month. Let's reach out to all the dark skin influencers and forget about them for the rest of the year. There's a continuous input, continuous cycle of thinking about these things and being aware. And that's why I say that inclusive marketing is just as much about exclusion as it is inclusion. The difference to what it is in our current marketing industry is that you're actively being aware and taking responsibility and accountability for who you're excluding rather than, oh, we just didn't know. Gone is the time of we just didn't know. I'm sorry, Google exists. The internet exists. So many platforms out there and marketers are inspired by the environments they're in. They're inspired by the content they consume. We live in a world where you can be exposed to so many things and see so many cultures, communities, representation in so many ways. And as a marketer, as a content creator, we should always be seeking new inspiration. In terms of whether that inspiration gets approved by whoever needs to approve the content is a whole other topic. And we talk about systems and processes in another episode. But in general, if we're going to be inspired by the world, if we're going to be inspired by the people that use our products or the people that we want to use our products, that should be diverse. That should be rich and just nourishing for everyone. I don't know. I feel like if a campaign comes too easily and too quickly and looks like everything you've always done, maybe change career. (laughs) No, I'm joking. Uh, That would be a drastic drastic step but yeah think about it push the boundaries and the other aspect I have on inclusive marketing and why this is the mission rather than diversity and inclusion in itself diversity and inclusion within the advertising and marketing industry has been very focused on hiring which is valid and is needed we need diverse representation in all levels from creative to directors to who's deciding what campaigns even get to be published in the first place. However, I also believe that inclusive marketing can be practiced even if the room of people are not diverse. I don't want it to be an excuse. I give workshops to companies a lot and a lot of the times I hear the one person who's different within the team is the one person advocating for all inclusion. And inclusion is wide. If we just think of some of the protected characteristics, you have a list of representation of different skin tone and ethnicities, then body size, then representation of the disabled community, then you have accessibility of your content and how it's going to be consumed, representation of of religion and not causing offense, or it's, it's, it's a lot. 
it is a lot. And I don't think that the one person who's already feeling marginalized within the industry has to take on that whole burden within your company. Or you should be waiting in a company for that one person to be hired before you start thinking about inclusive marketing. It can be practiced even if your team all looks like they are siblings who came from the same family. And (laughs) I'm thinking of a particular company. Oh gosh, yeah. If they all wear the same shirt, the the same uniform. On a complete tangent, the unwritten uniform for the tech sector is like jeans, trainers, and a t-shirt. Why? (laughs) Anywho, even if everyone in your team particularly wears jeans, trainers, and a t-shirt every single day, you should all be challenging and attempting to market inclusively. And it's not to say that you're going to be able to speak on every experience and develop these campaigns. But if you start the idea, it gives you a foundation. It gives you a narrative to reach out to consultants, to reach out to influencers, to reach out to other people, to help you shape something, to help you shape a narrative, shape a story, to be, this is what the data is showing you. And if you're fearful of taking that first step, it's like like when you learn to walk or ride a bike, you've got to take the first step and then others can just help you move faster, help you fine tune it. Nothing in life is perfect, but we have to start you have to take the steps. So if there's campaigns that you're normally doing or stock photos that you're always using or language that you're always using, just try changing it up. Don't be afraid to be held accountable when you put things out into the world, especially now in 2022, going into 2023. Oof, time has flown. But yeah, don't be afraid. Inclusive marketing can be practiced by every single team, even as a solo marketer do things like diversify the stock photos you're using. A lot of stock photos companies are starting to realize that the issue with algorithms and the issue with the content they provide to certain search terms. And it's getting better. When I first started speaking about inclusive marketing, I remember it was for my first company. I was trying to build a website. And on that website, I wanted to have a stock photo of hands on a keyboard. I am a black woman, so the hands I was looking for were someone of a dark brown skin tone shade and had some kind of feminine aspect. I couldn't find any. And I will caveat that I was looking on the free sites because I just started my business and I did not have money. (laughs) Um, But I was looking on the free sites and it kind of dawned on me, this limitation is probably impacting so many people. For a stock photo website that is free, And I looked on quite a few websites and I started to see that there were people who are creating certain packs just to fit these target audience. Why did we have to create a pack and have to go somewhere else? And for marketers who aren't actively thinking when they type in the word woman in a stock photo website, they aren't actively thinking, I need to get different skin tones. They're just being fed the same skinny white woman with blonde hair every time they get into the habit and it's subconscious in that mindset of thinking, this is what the world wants. This is what I will provide them. So it's a responsibility of the people producing those things to think about diverse representation. So even if you're a solo marketer and you're completely independent, you make all the decisions, I would say stock photos is probably the first thing you can take a stab at to practice inclusive marketing because that's something you have control of. 
and you can test it with your audience. You can put it out there. Another question I tend to get about why this mission is, if it's always worked, why change? And that brings you back to the business case. Diversity inclusion has its business case, hiring diverse workforce, making sure that you have creative minds from different backgrounds, different life experiences in a room, in a team is essential. And there's many studies out there that prove that helps to increase business revenue, production, solve problems faster. The same thing applies to inclusive marketing, but in the sense of the audiences you reach. If you diversify the content you're creating, start testing, you can even A-B test certain things, not everything, but start testing different tones of voice and different audiences and seeing what they respond to when you use something different to your generic blonde white woman in a campaign. It opens up your brand. It opens up your brand to wider audiences, but it also should be practicing your brand values. Now, I don't know every company's brand values, but I do see a lot of brand values nowadays that have inclusivity and diversity or they welcome everyone or we treat everyone like family. If you do that in your company, you should do that in your marketing. Outside of making more money for a company, I think looking at their brand values, if you're having pushback from uh, the higher ups or anyone who's making decisions or campaigns, just be like, hey, Our brand values say X. I would like to represent X in our campaigns. Why are you pushing back on this? Why is this a problem? Now, I will say you have to be very, you know, strong to push back. (laughs) Probably bring in an external person to make that point. And on that note, we do provide audits um, through our company to help people understand that benchmark because sometimes they just don't see it. They don't see what is needed. But if it's in your brand values, implement it in your marketing. This has been a very continuous tangent of things. But I just wanted to talk and say a little bit about why I'm so passionate about it. Why I think it should just be the way we're correcting something that started many centuries ago when marketing was first invented. Which I wonder, this is another tangent. I think marketing is probably the oldest profession when you come to think about it, because for anything to have existed, it needed to be marketed or advertised, however you want to differentiate it. So we have a lot of things to polish up, like with any tool, machine, even houses, we have to look at the structure, you know, update it a little bit, get it in line with current practices, get it in line with current society. And that's what the mission is. I just want to, I want to update an outdated rule book. And I want to make it known. So wherever you study marketing or practice it on any type, digital, print, uh, advertising, paid ads, paid media, comms, all variations, which I all branch under marketing because inclusive marketing sounds a lot more niche than let's make inclusive comms. Yeah, (laughs) generally understood. But any form of communicating with a wide audience of people should be inclusive and should be representative of the audience you're speaking to. On that note, thank you so much for listening to me. And let me know if you have any questions. I would love to know your thoughts. If you've had any fears or any um, successes with implementing inclusive marketing within 
your business, your company or practices. We're very early in starting the podcast. So yeah, I want to know the questions. I want to know what you have. Probably do a Q&A in a couple episodes just to find out what people want to know. And thank you for joining me. And I hope you can join the mission to make inclusive marketing the industry standard.